this opportunity and privilege to do this brief presentation. I have been given only 20 minutes. I hope I'll do it. And I want to thank my fellow Rotarian who has briefly given my CV, but I'll expound on it very fast. Yes, I've been introduced. I'm Charles Kanye CJ. I, uh, by training, I'm a management scientist with 31 years of working experience. In this Rotary Club, the docket I hold is of the education and literacy services. I don't know whether the title is proper, but uh, that is the area. Now, my <coughs> education, I started in a primary school. I never went to nursery school in a place called Rukuba Primary School in Imasha in Mbarara, which was a church school. And I spent there one year. My parents saw that I would not uh, do well by continuing in that school. I moved to another primary school where I would make 30, 30 kilometers in total per day to and from, which was called Bishop Stuart Demonstration School in Kakoba, in Imbarara City now. Why did P2 to P5? From there, I moved to another school in Bushenyi, present day Shema district, called St. Timukasa Preparatory Seminary, Mushanga. It was a school for preparing young men to turn into Catholic priests. I was there for two years, P6 and P7. Secondary education, I went to a school in Imbarara called St. Joseph Vocational School for all my six years. And it was a very wonderful experience. In that school, I participated in a number of early development leadership skills. I served in many capacities as a head boy of the school. And that role I took it with a lot of resentment from my headmaster who was a Muzungu because he thought I was going to revolutionize the school. But I was able to be a HP for two years. From there, I went to the university, Makere University, where I did a BA in economics and political science. And after there, I immediately got employment in the government. I was recruited in the civil service of Uganda as a lecturer in the then Minister of Gender, Labor and Social Development to work as a lecturer of Development Economics in an institution called Insamizi Training Institute of Social Development. And when I was being recruited, I never knew where I was going. So one of the questions that was asked to me was that, do you know where you are going to lecture? I said, I'm going to lecture in McKinney University. They said, you are going to lecture in a place called Insamizi Training Institute of Social Development. And I had never heard about it. But I went there. And the experience was uh, very terrible. Um, I did not capture that one in my CV. Now, my rise and performance. When I, was, uh, I started as a lecturer, I was quickly, after about six months, appointed as a dean of students. And the students in that institution, the youngest was my age today. They were all very old, and uh, it was an institution which was an in-serving institution which was giving skills to people who were employed in the social development sector without proper skills. So our role was to train them and give them skills. But the civil service of Uganda at that time was manned by very old people. So we would train them. After two years, they would retire or they would die. 
because uh, I think that at that time was a bureau of 40, 40 years in Uganda. Yeah. That is around 1992-93. And you know what was happening also? There was a disease that was harvesting many lives in Uganda. And I was on record to say that I'm going to stop training if they do not recruit young people. And I changed it. It is on record. I revolutionized the institute and we started recruiting directly from senior six. And it's still happening up to today. Now, my role as a dean of students was to, was to manage the welfare and encourage those old people to participate in extracurricular activities, games, tree planting, it is, and we planted a lot of trees. If you came to Nsambizi, it is a forested institution. Then later, after about two years again, I was appointed as the director of the only diploma course in the social development, which we had in Uganda. And again, I revolutionized this diploma course by developing and reviewing its curricula to meet the needs of Ugandans at that time. And uh, I'll <coughs> mention that later. Now, during that period, when I was recruited, between 1992 and 2000, for those of you who were there and were very active, it was a period of socio-economic transformation in Uganda. There were a lot of models that were being tried here and there. Decentralization, uh, community development initiatives, a lot of NGOs, it was a beehive of NGOs in Uganda. And therefore, these NGOs needed to be upgraded in terms of capacity development. And in Samizi, was the only suited organization to do this work. But we, can only, we could only do it with our own impetus, with our own initiatives. And being the director of the curriculum, I participated with my efforts in uh, developing demand-driven curricula for these training institutions. What we recruited as civil servants with very little pay, with no, no morale, we didn't know where we were heading, but when we, when we did this, participated this as young men and women who had been recruited in Insamizi, we participated in this, transforming these NGOs, and we developed a curriculum that was called soft skills curriculum for different the institutions and we trained all their staff. Either would attract them to come to Nsamizi because we had very few students and with very good facilities. Not good facilities, but reasonable facilities where these people could stay. Or we could find them in their environments where they were serving. And uh, these organizations, to mention but a few, there was one called Ruwasa. Rural Water and Sanitation for Eastern Uganda. And it was occupying districts from Mukono up to Kapchorwa. And it was supported by the Danish government. There was a lot of money in this organization. And we benefited quite a lot and transformed ourselves. Uh, there was another one called Waste, Water and Environmental Sanitation. It was also spanning from Masaka up to Kabari and we trained all their workers. And the people they were employing at that time uh, in these projects were called community development workers and health assistants, and the Minister of Health. So we trained them 
and uh, they were able to deliver better services, especially in the water and sanitation sector. Also, uh, local governments in Uganda, after decentralization, they needed to be uh, employed better and to have better skills. So therefore, since our main roles were developing this uh, curriculum, we were also able to develop curriculum for a number of district staff, especially those who are serving the Department of Community Development, Probation and Social Welfare. So we trained them, and uh, as I have mentioned, I have mentioned Ruwasa, I have mentioned Wes, then we had uh, all local governments in Uganda, especially those that were, had already been enrolled into the decentralization agenda, we had other organizations like World Vision, Concern Worldwide, Ministry Departments, and uh, because of what we are doing, which was really reverberating in the whole country, we were able also to train human resources from other countries. And one area to note was the state of Eritrea. You all know this country called Eritrea. Mm. It is a small country which had just got its independence in 1994 from Ethiopia, and they had no money power. All of the people in Eritrea who were beaten later were soldiers. And most of them that had been given to run ministries were casualties. They had no arms, they had the fractured legs, ETC. And therefore they needed to be retooled. And the institution that was chosen was in Samizi. So we organized them a one-year crash program. And we trained over 300 Eritrean staff. And they were able to... To, 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 to contribute to the formation and establishment of that state. Then there were other big NGOs whom we trained, and uh, these included, you have all had to save the children in Uganda, there were many organizations that were running these organizations, they will save the children in Norway, save the children in Denmark, save the children in the UK. So we trained all these organizations. And uh, I want to note here that the training that we are giving these people and the training in my organization was unique training and second to none in this country up to today. It is a hands-on training where we train you to look at things and do things. Not to train from textbooks where if I pull the textbook from you, you will stop talking. So ours is hands-on training. And it is basically basic training. We run also other uh, areas of training for certain vulnerable areas in Uganda, for Karamoja and Nakasongora. Again, some of you who could have been around at that time, this kind of training, we called it ABEC. Hmm? Uh, it was basic training where we used to train people at night because in Karamoja during the day you cannot find active people. They have gone away to go and do a PCD, to do some bit of reading, and then at night that's when they rest. And that's when we would get on them and train them. Nakasongori, in a place called Rwampanga, it is a fishing community. Also during the day, most of the people have gone fishing. So also used it to capture them at night. It was called a big alternative basic education training. And it resonates very well with my conclusion and what Rotary stands for in terms of education uh, during this uh, one year that we are serving. Now, the areas that I handle myself 
I acted as a team leader for a very long time for all these targeted training programs. I was a team leader and therefore I contributed towards the formation and team building of the capacity of the institute and those other civil organizations that we trained for. And the method of training that I championed and participated in and developed training tools was called PRA, Participatory Rural Appraisal Methodologies and Technologies. And this method involves involving everybody. Because we are providing services, the end users would be the community. But we would not go there to give them. Instead, we would go there to participate with them and develop interventions, which interventions they understand and which they are going to own and use them when we are there and when we are not there. Now, this was a departure from the old methods of training, especially of community development and project-focused and donor-funded projects. Because they would come and say, Abantue chamuliwa, tulabie, temuina mazi, temuina nguto, tugenda kwa korela wetuti. And they do that. When they go, you know, the road first will be called Oruguto Rwa Danida. Amazi ga Danida. So when Danida pulls out, <coughs> it goes with the water and the Oruguto. They just collapse. But mm -hmm. our method using these PRA technologies was to involve people such that they develop a sense of ownership. They form what we, use, we call user committees. So that when we go, the water remains theirs. They contribute something. If the leader has brought uh, $1,000 and the Ruzi is supposed to be $1,500, let the $500 be contributed painstakingly by the communities such that they know Ganomazi Gafi, Nateka Kochi, And it worked, I saw it for a very long time. But uh, I don't know how it works these days because uh, I'm no longer a physical actor in this. But we trained capacity and I hope. Now, this, uh, this kind of uh, uh, area that I spearheaded, it really caused socio-economic transformation. And our mode of training in, in Samizi is not classroom. We do classroom, which is very shorter, and the rest of the training is done in the community. Our students leave the institute, whether they are in the thousands or whatever numbers, we, do. We, 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 we split them into smaller groups. They go with the lecturers. We identify a rural area, because that is our laboratory. Remember, we are training community development officers who are supposed to work in the communities. If they have rings like these ones we put on of gold and whatever, we tell them to leave them at the institute because they are now going to, to be real foot soldiers, social development soldiers, that's what we call them. And they work with the community and they cause a fundamental impact. And uh, through this training, we are able to transform the gradient of, of environmental sanitation through promotion and hygiene practices, functional adult literacy, education, I'm an expert in this area, and thank you, Mr. President, for giving me this slot such that uh, I can apply my dexterity at a later time to come. We are able to start enterprises uh, for poverty eradication programs in the country using all these approaches.
<coughs> and all these were done through involving the end users whom we used to, to call beneficiaries in, the, in that language of development and they were able to participate and cause change in their communities. Now, uh, all of these efforts resulted into identifying me to go for further training such that I could coerce all these uh, approaches that I had garnered through these training programs. And I was identified by Danita to go and study in Denmark and uh, our, our, our target, the people that benefited with me were called Danida Fellers. So I am a fellow <coughs> of Danida uh, 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 contribution for further education. So I went to Denmark and uh, I did a postgraduate diploma in what was called training management at an institution called Ohus Tekeniske College in Denmark. And uh, I excelled 19 people who had been identified from the developing world from Uganda, Zambia, Zimbabwe, uh, Malawi, no, there was no Malawi, Ghana, uh, Kathmandu, that is Nepal, Bangladesh, Eritrea, and, uh, and uh, Ethiopia. So we were 19 fellas, and I was the best. I was the most jolly one. I was the youngest, for example, and I used to go a lot of dancing at night, drinking, teaching, uh, etc. But I was the best of the 19 students, and they retained me. And I did, uh, I was sponsored to do a degree, a master's degree in development studies in water, environmental sanitation, and solid waste management at a neighboring university called Aarhus University in Denmark. And when I finished this degree again, I was the best. I was loaned to go and work in a small island country called Trinidad and Tobago for one year in the Caribbean. So I went there to start their sector of water and environmental sanitation. I was there for one year. I was resident in their capital city, which is called Port of Spain. Very beautiful on the beach. And I also enjoyed a lot of life there. <laughs> one year. Yeah. And I traversed the whole of the Caribbean. The Caribbean and, you know, Central America. Uh, from there, when I came back to Uganda, I had a very young family. And uh, I was identified by Uganda Matters University to go and work there as a part-timer and help them to establish a master's degree in ethics and women's studies. While I was there, I became a little bit tickled. I also enrolled for it. I was a teacher, but I also became a student. When I wanted to talk, share a lot of issues with my students. And I graduated with a master's degree in ethics and women's studies of Uganda Matters University. All this time, I was still working as a lecturer. Then I was identified immediately and promoted to the rank of deputy principal of the Training Institute of Social Development. However, during that time that I was in the Caribbean, I started a number of courses. I developed a number of courses, but because my passion was really education and training in that area of study, 
that I had developed without any reservation. I started a diploma in entrepreneurship development and poverty studies, and this diploma caught like bushfire. It was applied in all the Caribbean island countries. The, the, the infamous Haiti, Dominican Republic, uh, blah, 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 small, small petrol station island countries there. So uh, then I carried it back to Uganda, to my institution. I started another diploma in literacy, adult education and development, youth children studies, gender development, and I developed, I participated in the championing of the development of the gender policy for the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. I developed a degree in development studies, and then when I came here, uh, uh, there was a, a project, a Dutch project, that was sponsoring capacity building in post-secondary institutions. And the service was identified, and again because of me, to be the team leader for the Southern Partner. They were calling institutions in Uganda Southern Partner, and then they were being called Northern Partner. So uh, this uh, uh, project it was called NPT in Dutch. I don't know what it meant, but it meant post-secondary education development. So at this project morphed into a BA in, in development, in social development, the only one in this country. And it is only run at Insamizi Training Institute of Social Development. I participated again with some professors from McKay University. One of them is the late professor, James Senge Endome, he saw rest in town of peace. He was an expert in the social work, and I worked with him very well, and we worked very well together, and we developed this BA in the social development. And it is being run at, at Samsung University and affiliated to Makere University. Then, uh, we are tasked also to develop short courses that were demand-driven, uh, targeted, and we did quite a number of them. And uh, this project sponsored so many people to develop their capacity, especially in my institution, who could be able to teach on this BA program. And also, they wanted some people with PhDs also to direct the training function of this PA program. And I was identified once again to do a PhD, and I made my own selection of the area of study which I wanted to, to do. And at that time, because of the environmental issues that I had handled, and what I've seen globally, because when I was in the ocean there, I traversed a lot to Ghana, Nigeria, ETC, and I saw the ravages of environmental destruction. And the Caribbean used it to be covered by forest, about 100%. Rain forest like the Congo, but they are no more. They have been decimated through what I termed in my PhD, anthropogenic uh, factors, human factors. So uh, I was sponsored, and my PhD thesis attracted a lot of funding from many organizations. That was the Dutch government, then <coughs> so many environmental actors from the Scandinavian countries, and then uh, the UN University in Tocho, 
no, in Choto, Japan. You also funded me. I was swimming in a lot of resources. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, testimony to this, I was able to do this PhD in three and a half years. If there is any person that is on record and has done it, he can come forward here and I congratulate him or her. <laughs> in three and a half, you are the one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I did the PhD and uh, it did explore and discover key distinct knowledge. And this key distinct knowledge resulted into a lot of contribution towards uh, mitigating what I termed global warming specter. Climate change and Chuka Chuka NC. And uh, mine, I looked at uh, uh, some targeted sectors in Uganda. So my books are there. And thereafter, I did a lot of postdoctoral studies uh, in so many universities. And uh, these studies, in a summation, had a lot of impact on me as a, as a person. Uh, I have participated in a lot of greening efforts in this country, a lot of tree planting at individual and at community development level. Some of you have visited me at my home in Zimbabwe. My farm is the only farm that still possesses natural trees which have not been cut. A piece of one square mile of land which still has intact uh, tall trees. These are grown trees, I think. I don't know. But, and then... Uh, as a result of education and training, I have established two schools that provide the basic education, nursery and primary education. And most of them, and all these schools, I do not make money out of them. Basically, they are to support vulnerable people that may not have enough money to go to school. Especially the one in Zimbabwe, where we have over 500 pupils, and the majority of them Oh, thank you. I'm finishing. I'm pretty good at that. A uh, majority of them are attaining free education. Now, uh, we are working with quite a number of other related institutions, all public universities in Uganda, international partnerships with the NHCR, where you have uh, uh, motivated this Rotary uh, Club of Akrois to start a tree planting activity there. I've worked with so many universities. University of KwaZulu Natal in South Africa, Institute of Social Studies in The Hague, Erasmus University in Rotterdam, Trondheim University in Norway, Aarhus University, University of California, ETC, ETC. And I am a member, I'm the vice chair of the regional center of expertise, RCE, of Great Massacre. And this is an organization that does a lot of wonderful work for developing capacity at the community level. Uh, lastly, Mr. President, as you have seen, my expertise is in education and training. My skills, my attitude, <coughs> my all, my competencies are in education and training. And basically, hands-on education and training where we emphasize skills which transform into real-life activities. And hence, as you know, uh, the theme of Rotary the area of focus today for this year is basic education, literacy enhancement programs, what is abbreviated as 
Gelep, B-E-L-E-P. I'm therefore enthusiastically and exceedingly very happy to contribute all that I have and all in terms of knowledge, skills, and attitudes towards this cause of basic education. And I bring it to this Rotary Club and to other Rotary Clubs in this country, such that Rotary shines in, the, in our outlying communities in Uganda and in the world as we contribute towards this, using me not as a pawn, but as a resourceful and useful person for developing capacity of Ugandans. I thank you so much. I have used the 28 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Rotarian uh, Kanyesuje, Dr. Nwanda, a tree produces, no, uh, a mango tree produces nice mangoes, yeah? Fruits, uh, that's why we celebrated the other. Uh, Beautiful wine, I always feel to it, to lend a hand, to serve, to reach where others do not reach. And so what has kept on inspiring me is that uh, role for service for humanity. Everywhere that I am, at least there is something that I adore. Dr. Natori knows it. During COVID, COVID-1, our road became bushy. This is uh, the only tarmac from here. Even him, uh, major donor knows. So one day I woke up with the pangas and the TO started clearing the road. Everybody was saying, this man has run a mile. But uh, all that was in me, the energy was in me, was really to give like a kitanga thing that we could use our road. So it is part of me. Thank you so much. Then, uh, Dr. Ayurimeki was last. Dr. Natori hands on, yes. I have even invited him to come and share with my students about his passion also for human settlement. And I think he tested what is there. I thank you and uh, uh, we made an indelible ink there. So hands on, within some easy, I think somehow this Rotary Club has started on something. If we start our tree planting of 40 acres in Nachivari, we shall begin our hands on. That will be our flagship partnership within Samizi and hands on. Actually, they are waiting for us eagerly. I even have a letter from the OPM, Office of the Prime Minister, on, uh, which is, uh, online on my computer, ready to download it to pass it on that you are, we were given land and we should start utilizing that land. I think Teddy Rotary and Teddy Sharam. Yeah. But she has been waiting for that later. Aha, uh -huh. mm -hmm. the letter is with me. Anytime she should be able to get it. So, hand is on, that one will be our entry point. Now, uh, Rotary and Harriet, I want to thank you for responding to my quick invitation. I met her for the first time in the Rotary Club of Gueringa. You can see now how our, our fishing lines are, are doing very well. I met her for the first time, although she has been seeing me from behind my shoulders and I didn't know that she knew me. When she saw me, she said, I know you. You are blah, 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 blah. So thank you so much. And with all the honor, if you invite me to that committee, I will serve. <laughs> then lastly, I want to thank uh, 
my paga hapa have done so at the end of my presentation but i was running short of time let me take this opportunity in the same spirit that i have thanked is the one who made me rejoin Rotary. I'd been a Rotarian, a charter member in Impiji in 2002, but our Rotary Club collapsed because all of us started coming to live in Kampara and we couldn't unite anymore. I was a Rotarian, I was the director of community services, but I became inactive. So he picked me from the streets <laughs> and enticed me to join Rotary. And because of that heart of service for humanity, I entered Lord, I thank you, an endless for the role that you played over me, and I'm part of this August house of the Rotary Club of Akrai, and of, of the, the, the bigger family Rotary. So thank you so much. Thank you.